It's just a habit I'm trying to break and it's working so far. Alright. So I mean you get an alarm clock. Yeah, for alarm clock. <laughs> Why would I pay for something I can get for free? Have a whole phone. <laughs> yeah, that's why. A phone's way more expensive than a clock. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why would I do that when I have a phone? Anyway. Alright. Ready? Yeah, let's go. I wish that I could fly. Just record. <laughs> it's just me and Reese here. It's a it, special edition. In case I've noticed, Ryan is not here because he is off doing Daddy. well. Daddy. He has higher duties. Higher duties, a higher calling, much like his uh, calling to God. So you've been graced with uh, just our presence with myself, Reese Conroy, of course, and uh, Daniel Mark, the editor. How are you, Daniel? I am good. I am well. I am the host of your podcast. Excellent. Unfortunately, Ryan is missing. My I. Reinform me, guys. Like Ryan is not here. He, the first time he has not been here since 20 plus episodes, and he is away doing higher duties. So, we are, are, are you basically saying that the streak has been broken? Possibly. Possibly. This you may insinuate that. The Brock Lesnar of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's clap from Ryan for being. Um, yes, let's. let's. The, a good person, yes. Yes. Congratulations to Mr. Stephen Jeffries. Anyways, on the podcast, this is, well, the subject of this one is Turkey. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I am very much looking forward to Turkey. Honestly, it's come quite fast. That's like, what I'm thinking, yeah. Because when I say I don't look forward to things, it's because of this reason. Like, before you know it, the year's gone. Gone. I mean, we're in fucking May and we're about to be in June. Yeah, like the year's I gone. I can't believe how quick time has gone. Yeah, like, it happened last year, but COVID's not even around. We're all busy working, living life, living life normally. Covid's basically not a thing anymore. Well, monkeypox will come to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's gone quickly, and Turkey's just around the corner. Exactly. And honestly, it's been so quick, I haven't even realised. No, me neither. It wasn't until Ryan started telling us, "Oh, lads, I'm getting so excited," and then started like numbering the weeks. I was like, "Holy shit, Turkey is like that." Yeah, and wait, have you paid it off already? Yeah, I paid it all off about a month ago. Yeah, I think I gave my own money to Ryan about two months ago in April. Yeah. While I was unemployed, so unemployed, I say. <laughs> you gave your benefits to, Tur- a- to the Turkish government. Yeah, you can say that, but hey, I'm, you can't take money of me. I'm, I'm, I'm financially, I'm financially good, financially secure. Yeah, that's but, a topic we can talk about later as well. It will get to that. But with Turkey, I'm, I'm quite excited for it. But mm. I'm gonna wait until it's close to weeks, and I'll start looking at things to do. Yeah, I don't look too early because the whole of June's a bit busy for me. But when it gets closer to sort of week, a week out, I'm gonna start looking at what to do and things to get prepared for as well. Something for me as well, and I, I agree with you, that it, something I don't like about holidays is I enjoy the excitement and the build-up, but that is something I definitely also don't do because I don't want to overload my brain with so much to do. By the time I get there, I've got so much going from my mind, I don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. I or that or I do things, but at a lesser capacity. Yeah, I learned that lesson going to Sweden because when I went to Sweden like four or five years back, mm. I saw all of these things I wanted to do. I got there. I did two of those 10 things I listed, even though it was a blizzard, and I thought, I'm good. I had like coats and all sorts, and it was warm. 
but I didn't do any of it because I had overloaded my brain with all these activities and I was just like, no, what? It's too much. I'll just do this, which is five minutes away, and then just chill in a hotel and do something else. I think we handled Croatia quite well. I think we managed to. Pa- How long were we there for? Uh, four five, nights. Four nights. Five five days in total, though, right? Yeah, I think it was four or five days. I think we definitely handled the itinerary because we didn't really have one. It was like after we got the shopping the day after, and we ate and slept the day before, much to Ryan's detriment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, a- um, it, it's crazy. We, we we did a lot. We did the, the boat tour. We went for walks. We went to the beach at least twice. We walked around. And obviously, like we've said before on the podcast, when we were leaving on the last day, we realised that we actually missed so much shopping opportunity. Yeah, we missed the museum, which is behind the market. It was hidden in the... Um, in not, not, was it the castle? It's a uh, palace. The palace, yeah, the palace. But that's the thing. When I plan trips or when I'm involved in planning trips, I look at locations and what's convenient around it. Mm. Same with similar with Croatia. Um, I looked at the, like good areas. Yeah. I saw the coasts here. I saw hotels here and there are shops nearby. Now, also on the first day, I forgot about this and we went the wrong way into the slums. Yeah, oh, the slums. Yeah. <laughs> the racist slum or the allegedly racist slums. Yeah. I say. The, yeah. If we have any Croatian uh, viewers, please accept our apologies. We don't <laughs> think your people are racist, but we do also think your people are might racist. be a little bit racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because but, I'm fairly sure all I, I heard a sea of unintelligible Croatian words when we walked past basically Croatian white trash. Yeah. And then I fairly, fairly sure I heard the N-word. Yeah. Now... I don't think I saw more than 10 black people. Maybe not even more than five. I definitely saw other black people there. Croatia is, is not seemingly a popular place to be a black person. And there were a couple of homeless people that were black as well. Really? I know they noticed this because the woman was on the same bench, like half-dressed and sleeping there. I noticed her like Holy three days shit. in a row. I was like, okay, she's homeless. Because she was there at night. I had no idea. Did you not notice near no, the... No, um, I saw homeless people for sure, but I didn't see any black homeless people. Did you not notice near the uh, booking for the boats? Where all the stools are? And there were those benches in the... Um, like the metal benches. Yeah, the, I saw Yeah, I saw a bunch of homeless people smoking and, and drinking. It the was a black woman on this same bench, yeah. always there, lying down. They, <laughs> she's night. dead. Yeah. She died. Um, I, I went to the dots and I saw her at night. I was like, okay, so you're, you have nowhere to go. <laughs> you're just staying on the she's bench. She's just really tired from work. Uh, I don't believe that I'll tell you one thing as well Split I I imagine Antalya will be very different in this respect but Split doesn't give off a very touristy trap vibe unless if you remove all the little fucking shitty wooden stalls of hello my friend you want to go on board it doesn't look like a tourist trap it just looks like another really popular place. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Antalya, all, all of our senses are going to be assaulted by people trying to sell us bollocks. Well, that area was number two on the most list I was looking for for tourist locations. Antalya was up there mm. in Turkey. And also, the area that I picked in Antalya is in a convenient location again. I saw. It's near a yeah. coast, not near a beach, but near a coast, and there are a bunch of shops around it. Yeah. But the beach is a, a bit of a walk away. I was t- I was talking to a Turkish colleague at work, and he asked me, "Oh, where are you going? Where like where exactly are you staying?" And when I told him the name of the place, and he checked it out on Google Maps, he said, "You you're right next to a strip." Yeah, exactly. That's our that, plan. That's our plan. Fucking like littered with like food stores, little grocery shops, and I think it's like a ten minute walk to basically Turkish Tesco. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Because school. Because when I look at um, when I try to plan my trips, I always try to pick locations of convenience mm. or near a strip because that way it's less work for us to try and walk 
God knows how far. Rather 30 than... minutes to the nearest corner shop. Yeah, or always where they don't take this. cards. Yeah, I thought, this is convenient. Let's stay there. No, that... I, 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 I agree. I think it's an overlooked aspect. I think people's excitement kind of gets in the way of practicality. And I feel like, in my opinion, I think if you balance practicality with excitement, you have a better time. If you're yeah. super excited and you don't take into account the parts that are kind of necessary, yeah. you peak. Imagine if we went to a place where the little... Wasn't what was that like a twenty minute walk? Yeah, a twenty minute walk. Yeah. Imagine if the little was like forty minutes away. Do you know how stressed and boring that would be getting a fucking Uber twice? Yeah, twice just to get back and forth to get food. Fuck that, bro. Even yeah, that would be stuck using order delivery apps, which to be fair, over there wasn't expensive. I'm telling you, guys, up. if anyone actually wants to go to Croatia, I'm telling you, it's a joke how cheap everything was. How much did you pay for those two pizzas? It was not a lot. It was maybe eight pound or seven eight pound, and that included delivery. Yeah, that was yeah. ridiculous. It, over here, you want a small kebab, £50 delivery charge. You think that's bad? Try ordering in Central London, you'll get robbed. Bro. I, I learned a heavy lesson the other day. Fuck <laughs> that. Like, I've, got I, to, I've got to bring food in, add order, see like like maybe six wings and chips. Oh no. And dip. In Central London. £12.50. And like, ha 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 ha. £12.50. What kind of boss man is this? Yeah. Like, it's, it's run by and a that white was, That was the cheaper price as well. It's run by a white guy called Phil. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Fuck that. £12.50 for boss man food. Yeah, in such London. Mm, that's mm. a joke, bro. That's something that's going to be good about entirely. Food is going to be dirt cheap. It's to 20 Turkish lira as of today per pound. It's gone up, which is great for us. Yeah, it's good for We're us. We're going to be fucking rich. Do I'm going to change over there, though. We're not here. Same, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what my Turkish colleague said. Because they'll want your pound. But are you going to take a card over there? Are you going to take English no, cash? No, I'm going to take English cash over. Yeah, yeah. Because that way I don't get fucked by transfer rates or any bollocks. Because I don't have like a Monzo or a Revolut card. I mean, my card's internationally allowed, so I can use mine anywhere. Mine, but it's a credit card, so it will still count as an um, not an advance uh, withdrawal. Yeah, so I only I, I I have just a debit card and an Amex, but both of them charge for international fees and withdrawals. Ah, it adds up, especially if we're going to a cheap country. You're gonna kind of forget about how much money you're spending. But I'm gonna bring about two hundred, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna bring on the same amount, but. I'm, oh, do we need that much though? Because it's not expensive. I don't. Though. The reason, yes, but. The thing is, whilst we have an idea of what we might want to do there and then, we may walk past places that look like fun, and then if we don't have the money, it's just it's just smoother to just have the money and go, rather than be like, where's the nearest cash point? Hold on. I'm well, if you go a cash point in a foreign country, you're stupid. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. My Amex card charges me only 50p. No, but I mean the rates on the ATMs are, are worse. Well, we won't even know what they're fucking saying. It's all in Turkish. No, because uh, we in Papos, we'll, in Papos the rates were worse than we did, than they were in the airport. We'll kill your mother if you withdraw from this account, huh? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I would never use ATM in a foreign country. I'll transfer at the airport or uh, an exchange. I, wouldn't. I think it's only countries that are seemingly not well functioning. I wouldn't have a problem <laughs> using. I wouldn't have a problem using an ATM in America. Well, yeah, but we're not going to this kind of country. We're going to like second third world countries. Well, I mean, I, I mean, we would go to America if you weren't so afraid of a being. You shot. and Ryan were going to go to New York, and he cancelled that. No, I didn't cancel that. Firstly, it was LA. We were very, yeah, it was LA, not New no, York. No, 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 because there was a small plan you guys were trying to do. This was years ago. This was no, when we worked no, in Matt. This was last year. No, this was last year. No, there was something that. In fact, I can't go on the chat now. I can tell you for. But there was a conversation that you guys had in the group chat, and you wanted to do quickly this year. No, or next year. I guarantee you, I, it was the LA con the conversation <laughs> from last year was in passing a conversation about something that we would like to do together. We seriously planned. Yeah. LA, 
back when I worked in Macklin, but this was at the time when Riley was very, very young and he couldn't book the time off, so we had to quickly scurry the idea. For the record, I would absolutely love, that's a massive dream of mine to go to America with you guys. And obviously I'm not, I, I can't force you to change your opinion and I respect, especially given your personal circumstances, why you have a problem with going to certain states or just America in general. But I do hope in the future that we can go as a group. I honestly think it would be so much fucking fun, but, it's expensive. Yes, it's a long flight, but I think in the next five or so years, if we really put our minds to it and we thought about it, I think it's possible. But it's a back burner. I'm not going to... It's a back burner. We've still got the whole of Europe to travel anyway. We don't have to go to all of Europe first and then go to America. I mean, it's not a serious statement, but we still have a lot of Europe to explore. Yeah, of course, but we also have... I mean, I still want to go to Spain, to be honest. Yeah, uh, what was it Ryan was talking about? Both the Ryans were talking about it. I'd love to go to Spain. As in, did he mean mainland? Main Spain? Yeah, mainland yeah. Spain, like Madrid, Seville, yeah. um, Barcelona. Maybe not Seville, because Seville's a bit... Racist? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's peak, you know. Imagine being any any colour but white. <laughs> and you know you know how, like, Terry has that scratch-off, like, yeah. European map in a room? <laughs> yeah. you got a coin, like, oh, fuck, I can't go there. Yeah. Bulgaria? No, <laughs> no Bulgaria. <laughs> Basically, just... Scribble out the whole of the Eastern Bloc. Can't go Sevilla, can't go Sicily, can't go Albania. Yeah, Albania. Oh, if you go to Albania, you'll be savaged. Yeah. You yeah. will be savaged. You just have to just blend in. Just cross like Eastern Europe just now. Once you go to Eastern Europe, you feel the racism in the air. Yeah. Polluting. But, um, right, yeah, Turkey is rapidly fast approaching. Something what we were talking about a second ago um, is COVID, funnily enough, speaking of travel. COVID's basically gone. Yeah. It's like it never happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, last year it was like, oh, you're going to fucking die, bro. What's that? You want to go on holiday? You better fucking pay up. And I swear, if you come back and you don't tell us where you are, we'll fucking kill you. And you know what? I didn't tell them each time. Oh, yeah, I lied yeah, on the yeah, shit yeah, every time. Yeah. When I came back from uh, Croatia, um, I, I did not do that fucking test. Neither did I. I. Well, I did it. I didn't post it. I couldn't be bothered. And by the time they don't care, they just want you to pay for it. Yeah, of course they do. Do you know how I knew it was a fucking scam when they charged us eight pounds in Croatia for the an identical test? Yeah, and I realised it's because they mandate it in in Croatia. It's government mandated, but here it's it's left up to individual pharmaceutical companies to take the piss. Forty three pounds. That was cheap. It was like one hundred plus when it first came out. For what, fam? To say to the government, I'm here and I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm not that infectious. I swear. I'm so glad they've scrapped so much. A lot has changed. Yeah, eighty pounds to probe your nose. Come on, man. Bro, I but yeah. Speaking of COVID, I haven't. I can't remember the last time I saw mask wearing on mass. I, I to be fair, I go on Jubilee. People still I see, yeah. I see occasionally but, on the on the central line and the Jubilee line. To be fair with COVID, I kind of knew it was bullshit because when he says second jab, it's like oh, it's like the flu jab. You just take it and it does nothing. You still get the flu anyway. So see, bro, the, I took I, it for the flight. I think the thing is right. I think the the. the People, I, I really hated the people that were really super like tinfoil hat about COVID because people, if they want any reason to just be anti-government, that's what tinfoil hat people are like. Yeah. And that's fine. I get you don't like government, whether it's the government in general or just this government. But these people saying stupid shit like, oh, it's just a virus. It's nothing killer. Oh, it won't hurt you that bad. They just want you to... Do <laughs> you remember the people that are like, don't get the jab, they're going to microchip you. Imagine, you. Yeah. And Bill Gates is going to what? Download your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you just wake up in the morning. Dun, 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 dun. Huh? <laughs> what was that? Oh, my I God. Was, yeah, but, so uh, I knew it was bullshit because they came... The first one, and I was like, let's see. I waited. When he brought the second one, I was like, okay. It's like the flu. And I just took a flight. So, yeah, give me the third one. Give me the fourth one. I don't care. I'm going to fly and not take a test because... 
I don't want to spend the money on stupid tests. Yeah, no, no, honestly. I mean, if you were if, if you were a businessman or if you're a self-employed businessman, not businessman because yeah. your work would have paid for it. If you're a self-employed businessman, any time from 2021 to now, it was peak. Unless you work in tech. Unless you work in tech. That's the funny thing. <laughs> it, 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 it makes me laugh so hard every time I think back to how many big boy companies, I'm talking banks, government agencies, and all that, like, freaking the fuck out, thinking, oh, my fucking God, people can't work from home and do their job correctly. Yeah. The world's going to explode. And then the, the tech and IT industry went, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. We do this for decades. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, it works. Quick, let's fire everyone. <laughs> they <laughs> cut back so many people. Oh, we and can make some money cut costs. Yes, let's do it now. Let's cut them off. Honestly, I mean, that's cutthroat, but yeah, COVID is is an afterthought now. Can't remember the last... No, I can't remember the last time someone asked me to put a mask on. I've never seen it in shops. All I see is leftover stickers from when it was in, in force. Yeah. COVID is basically gone. I had COVID in December uh, to January. It was not fucking fun. I'm double jabbed. No, I'm not going to get the triple jab. What's the point? You don't need it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, what I'm most thankful about the COVID situation changing for is the the, the whole PCR bollocks. Oh, yeah, that was... The good. only thing that hasn't gone away yet is we still have to get a test when we come back to England. Yeah. We'll have to double check this, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to put a fake test on it. I'm not going to do no, it. No, no, because we are rapidly approaching um, Turkey. Yeah. And I want to be absolutely sure... Because I did my own research on the Turkish embassy and they turn around and said, it's basically, you don't need a test to fly out. You need to have proof of a vaccine, which in this case is fine. Yeah. Uh, but coming back... You've had COVID as well. But coming back, the gov.uk website says you do need to book a test. We'll double check this together. Yeah. So we I'm, can inform. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to book a test. I'm going to get... I'm going to go to my old email. I'm going to go to my emails. I'm going to get a code from there. Mm. I'm going to throw it in this one. But don't, doesn't it know that? No, the codes are their forms unique. are dumb. Their forms don't. They're not basically. Here's a government's database with all their forms. Private company, you've got one, two, three, four, five different companies, seven, eight companies, twenty plus companies. Uh, they don't share data. Oh yeah, that's at true. all. So every code comes up here from a private company. It's not in the government's database, so they can't check if it's real or not. Really? However, I've got an email that says I paid for it. That's all I need to show them is to let them know I've paid for a test. That's fucking funny. Bear in mind, I've used this. God knows how many. Wait. 18 months ago. This is an old code, but they can't check it. Well, that's fine. And I'm one of out of a, how many million people that fly in the country every every day. I think it's absolutely hilarious how lax people have got. And I'm, t- I'm not talking about people. I am talking about, like, businesses in general. Going from, like, if you're not fucking in a surgical gown, <laughs> gloves and a mask, you're not coming in to now. You can cough and, cough and splutter in my mouth, daddy. Yeah. Honestly. There are people just coughing up here. Casually dying on a chair. On, on a chair. <laughs> yeah, fam. The classic old man coughing into <laughs> a, a single ply of tissue. Like yeah. fucking... <laughs> Matt, what's, his, what's the guy that's... What's the, what's the name of the guy that you always do the meme of the guy screaming in porn? That guy, like, an old man <laughs> screaming like that into his fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, people have started dying on trains again. It's normal. It's oh, perfectly honestly. normal. One thing you do need to remember, though, is we need to bring face masks because Tur- Turkish face mask policy is different. Like, I know for a fact you have to wear them in the airport. Oh, yeah, I've got a lot that I haven't even yeah, used. Yeah, I literally have a bunch in my fucking cupboard. And I've got free tests there. Like, that's how I know this is a scam, by the way. When they came out with the travel kits that you had to take to and from, they specifically said you could not use the NHS yeah. ones because they were free. 
Yeah. When I got the box from that shitty company that we got our £45 pound one, it's the same yeah. thing. Same cotton swabs, same fluid. Yeah. Nothing was different but the packaging on the box. I thought, rotted, Bumba I just got scammed out of £45. Private pounds. healthcare, isn't it? It's just private. But um, yeah, but now a new challenge has arrived. A new challenger has arrived. And what's his name, Daniel? Monkey Pox. Monkey Pox. Jesus Christ. If I see that, I'm not going outside. I don't actually know anything about it. What's it about? Chicken pox on steroids. It comes from monkeys. Yes. But we don't really ha- we don't have monkeys here other than well, like, someone in the zoo. It. Well, the first person apparently had some interaction with a monkey in somewhere. An interaction this with a monkey. This is the monkey. story. What someone interaction. Someone in Africa went to a zoo and they had an interaction with a monkey and it brought it back. What that's a story. I don't know if it's real or not, but that's a story. I think it's bullshit person. An entanglement with the monkey. <laughs> who knows? Maybe a fucking monkey bestiality. But who knows? But either way, monkey pox looks mad. What does it do to you? Literally, it makes your skin... You know how chickenpox, you get all these spots on your skin? Yeah. The monkeypox is, like, a lot bigger and look like rashes. Fuck that. You can physically see it. It mess up your skin. Oh. It, I'm it, sorry, I can't mess up my skin as much, more than it already is. Yeah, but if I see that, I am staying indoors. Give me whatever vaccine shot you want. COVID was invisible. You're just coughing and you're good. You might die. But you can't see COVID. Monkeypox, you can see... Who's infected or not? I and think like, with monkeypox, I, 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 look, I'm not a doctor, so let me not pass judgment on something I know absolutely nothing about. I feel like with monkeypox, probably people are just a little bit more hypersensitive. And I think people are going to be hypersensitive to new diseases for an, at least a decade. Well, COVID took its toll on people, like mentally and physically. And I think people are going to be, I, I don't think it will be immediately obvious for the next few years, but I think people's underlying subconscious is going to make people a little bit more anxious or hypersensitive to any conversations or news about any disease at all well with covid it was just like a, well it was just a cold or flu well it yeah it wasn't anything it was just coughing a lot and maybe a headache and weakness it was only worse if you were either what old or old young or had a, an underlying health condition i mean don't get me wrong yeah. i don't fucking recommend it i do not recommend covid the worst part about covid is the lack of taste and smell i didn't yeah i didn't get that i had that and you elicit no enjoyment from food and that actually made me fucking miserable. I couldn't taste breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I had to eat, obviously. Yeah. The fact that I couldn't even, I couldn't uh, enjoy anything that I ate, it upset me, fam. It was so frustrating. When I got my sense of taste and smell back, I guess because it had been basically switched off, everything tasted so much better. I remember when I went to the Ivy in Blackheath, shout out the Ivy, God tier bro. And I went with Ryan and I had an uh, 11 pound fry up. But um, it was worth it. I guarantee. I promise you, it's worth it. Um, everything tasted so good. The, the 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 eggs, the the beans, the bacon. It tasted like the best breakfast I've ever had. And it was so crazy how I was so grateful just to be able to smell things in the air. Yeah, that was the worst part. If you'd have taken that away from me, yeah, I'd have been less miserable about COVID. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have that. But yeah, monkeypox. I hope it gets handled properly because I don't want to see a kick off. Because... Well, I'm confident given the scale of COVID, every country that isn't retarded um, has... You, you mean none of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're smart? You Come know, on now. You know what I mean, Daniel. <laughs> I, I expect people to handle this more efficiently than they did with COVID because COVID spread super quick. I have no expectations, man. You can't, you can't underestimate a stupid person. Well, no, I don't think it's about having expectations. I would just... I, I, I like to give the benefit of the doubt. I don't expect anything, but I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps just to make myself feel better about the idea that monkeypox could fuck our holiday in the future. I mean, could you imagine if monkeypox fucks Croatia? Well, mm, I doubt it. 
Yeah, I don't no think it spread that fast. No, because monkeys are restricted to very specific countries on the planet. Yeah, but people have it now. Yeah, of course people have it. But but don't let them I, in. I, well, you, you think that that's not... Well, you'd think. There was COVID going on. People are coming in the country oh, until, until they, they got to the Well, they might as well rolled out the red carpet with, like, fanfare. Like, just be like, oh, yeah, come on, let's <laughs> spread the... <coughs> spread it to... Yeah, COVID was around for four months before they closed the airports. That's how bad it was. I just four think, good months. I just don't think it's because they understood it. I think the thing is, this is another thing as well. People don't realise COVID-19 belongs to a family of coronaviruses. Coronavirus is not in specific to the COVID-19 um, strain. Coronaviruses are a strain of viruses that are generally respiratory affecting. Yeah. SARS, which affected, I think, mostly like Asian countries back in the 90s, is a coronavirus. Yeah. But the fact that they've never dealt with something so viral was probably what led to such a delay. I mean, look how many fucking people died in Italy in the early months. Yeah, it was like people, a lot. Fuck, man. I remember there's that one village where I think like 60% of the population of that village, dead. Yeah. That was insane, fam. Like, it was just fucking insane. I, most of them were old people, so they kind of got Grim Reapered early. Yeah, <laughs> a retirement area, basically. Yeah, early retirement is one thing, but 65% of the population getting cut down like that is mad. But, um... But- yeah. I don't expect COVID to be a problem anymore. And if monkeypox fucks us, <laughs> Somehow. Um, I will be very angry. Oh, my God. But anyway, Turkey. Um, oh, yeah, wait. We're near a strip. So, actually, we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot we to do. We do have a lot to we do. We do land. I think we land. I think. So. I keep asking this question because I keep fucking forgetting. All I know we is. We land at 2.30. All I know is I'm getting a lion. <laughs> I'm not. Again, I'll always say it. Shout yeah, we're, out. we're not landing late. We're not, no. It's, it's not a super early flight. It's that. Like, I think. 12 11 but we're going it's a it, we're it's going for ahead right or is it not an hour ahead in the summer no because it's, it's in turkey so it's a few hours ahead of us so even though the flight maybe four or five hours the mm. time isn't going to go that much Fair we're landing at two so we're landing at good times so we can go shopping and go lying yeah i think the first thing we need to do when we land is get back get to our hotel which again i'm hoping looks really nice ryan seems to and i appreciate it's probably because of pathos and also maybe slightly racist but ryan seems to think that five star hotels in turkey means like two star now i know this isn't going to be like the fucking burj khalifa (laughs) this isn't the ritz but i expect this to be at the very least three and a half stars as long as the room is comfortable and clean and the food is tight and banging Oh, I don't really give uh, a after Paphos, I'm not expecting decent food. If it's not in the Scandinavian countries, I expect the breakfast to be shit. Because Paphos was a ruder way. But that's the great thing, because if the breakfast is shit, it doesn't matter. We can just fuck off to the local McDonald's, the kebab shop, a cafe. Yeah, but it's the I thing, don't it, I don't intend to eat like a fucking vegan. Yeah, but if I mean the breakfast is shit, I'd rather just buy ingredients and cook my own breakfast. We can't do that though, because we're in a hotel, not in an apartment. I don't remember what it looks like. It's been that long. The the apart it's a hotel, dude. It's not like where we were in Croatia. It's like your standard bed, toilet, bathroom. That's it. Oh, just normal hotel. There's okay. no stoves. There's no ovens. It's not like a mini apartment. It's lit. It's your bog standard hotel room. But that being said, though, uh, I looked I looked up the company. Um, obviously they're a chain, but they are an American chain. Now I know that's a stupid expectation to think outside of the country of origin will they have the same standards. Yeah. But the fact that it's a very popular and well-known chain gives me confidence that, yeah, maybe the pictures might look a bit outdated, but I don't expect it to be like fucking that Inbetweeners movie. Yeah. Where it's like a fucking dead dog outside the fucking (laughs) hotel door. Oh, don't worry about this one. This one's been here many, many hours. (laughs) Yeah, I'd never do that kind of holiday. Hell no. 
I've been to a hostel. Fuck that shit, bro. Never <laughs> again. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've been to a hostel? Fam, I went to a hostel when I went to Denmark in 2018, uh, 2018 or 2019. For what reason? It was cheap, and I didn't realise what I was getting myself into. Uh, you... you have to understand, and you, of all people, will understand the cost of a hotel in any Scandinavian country. Yeah, I know. I know. It's ridiculous, right? And I swear to God, bro, it was like... Oh, that's seven people, eight people. Yeah. I was next. I'm, the guy across from me was some alcoholic uh, Egyptian man who'd Jesus. lived in Denmark for like 25 years. He'd lost his home and he was living in the hostel whilst he waited for the government to find him a new place to live. And he just wouldn't shut the fuck up about how he used to be a butcher. <laughs> and about how like, oh, I used to have very big business in Denmark. Uh, I uh, make uh, where, where's it now? I fucking got eyes. <laughs> I, I lose. Too expensive. <laughs> and I figured to myself, oh, bro, shut the fuck up and go to bed. Nah, man. Honestly, I will never stay in a hostel like ever again. Fuck that. Oh, man. As a plan for it, I would never... Slack my experience just to save a bit of cash. No, I, I, I did it because it was such a good bed. Do you know how much I paid for a week? Well, it was a hostel, so I, I, that was not a lot. £47. Yeah, it's a hostel, so I mean... Luckily, for a... I can't lie to you though, luckily, right, acro- right across from me was a netto. That's, that's like, convenient. literally, I could see it out the window. And yeah. up the road and to the right, coffee shop. To the left, shit tons of restaurants. So I was in a very nice place, don't get me wrong. But I will never, as long as I live, stay in a hostel ever again. Nope. I would rather spend the extra money and get comfort and peace. Yeah, that's what I always do. Like, I, I, I never slight anything just to save money. Like, we, we got income. We're not, we're not on benefits. We're not earning shit no. money. Uh, we you, always save up. Do you stay in the same hotel every time you go to Finland? No, I've got a list of hotels I go to. They're from the same to um, franchises. But what makes you change which one you stay at? Depends on convenience. If I need, if I got early flight or if I want to stay in Helsinki, it really depends. Oh, okay, fair enough. But it's the same same chain. Of same chain. Good quality. Yeah. Does the job. Nice people. Yeah, nice people. Good breakfast. Yeah. What do good they do? Location. Like continental or like a Finnish breakfast, which is what <laughs> rice. A mix of both. Rice and potatoes. It's a mix of both. Anchovy paste. It's got some weird finished stuff that I'm not going to eat and then it's got normal stuff like scrambled eggs and beans. Just because you can't understand what's on the tin or because you don't trust Finnish cuisine. Nah, 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 nah not. Finnish cuisine is an interesting one. What is it like? Fuck, it's just fucking... It's tasteless food. It's just eggs, sourdough bread. Cottage cheese. It's tasteless cheese, food. Bland. Uh, rabbit food. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm, I'm good. Rabbit food? <laughs> it's rabbit food. Hello and welcome to Finland. Here is your... Uh, what the fuck is this? I don't know. It's like just bread practice. and lettuce. Bread, uh, bread. With cottage cheese. And like, okay, yeah. No. Bread and anchovies. I've got Burger King. I'm good. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Burger King's fucking expensive, though. Mm, it's not that expensive, actually. What was it like? What are they used to do? Like, the crispy chicken over here is like two or three Burger- something. On a side note, Burger King thinks they're an actual restaurant. They, I think, mean, they think they're an actual gourmet restaurant because the prices Burger King charge <laughs> are criminal. But I think it's more expensive here than it is over there, actually. Exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly my point. It's not expensive over and this, there. And this is coming from my experience in a Burger King in East London. Yeah. Right? On the same retail park. I remember <laughs> I once walked in. I was hungry. And a KFC was packed. I thought, fuck that. I don't really want to I mean, something. it's always packed. They're slow as fuck. Oh, they are. That's so shit. Um, I went into the Burger King and I was like, you know what I want? It was, it was a Friday and it was the day after I got paid. I was like, let me treat myself this week. Let this be my like expensive, uh, not expensive, my like cheat meal, like something overly unhealthy, super yeah. unhealthy. So I got a Bacon King, right? Which yeah. is a huge double patty burger with bacon and sauce and whatever. 
fucking £10.49. Jesus Christ. I thought to myself, <laughs> what, the f- what the fuck is this now? They put another digital. Excuse me, where? Hello, please. Can you have waiter? Is this their boss service? That is crazy. Yeah. £10.49 for a meal. Do you know how fucking stupid that is? Bro? <laughs> Wait, do you use the app and use like a voucher? The app what? didn't have the Bacon King. Oh. Hence why I decided to go for the Bacon King because it was the only thing I wanted. <laughs> Burger King is a fucking joke. Um, but yeah, um, what was I going to say? I was talking to Ryan actually, moving on to a slightly different topic uh, about uh, finances and money at the gym the other day. Yeah. And, um, Are you going to talk money? I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, no, for real. So... I was talking to Ryan about, um, he was telling me about that crypto that he was talking about, Luna. I've bought £10 worth of Luna simply because it's not a lot of money and it's an investment I'll just sit on. If in the next five or so years it magically goes up, great. If it doesn't, £10. Not a stock man. I'm not good at that sort of thing. I don't have the aptitude for it. Um, So we were talking about it and I said to him, bro, I'd sell if it was at 50 cents per Luna. I said, even if I got something like five grand, that's a lot of money. And then he turned around and said to me, five grand is not a lot of money. And I said, how can you say five grand is not a lot of money? So well, it depends on what you do with it. I said, yeah, bro, I'd put that in my savings account. And he'd say, well, that's not worth it then. I'm like, what do you mean it's not worth it? And I said, he basically was saying that to him, a lot of money is like life-changing money, like hundreds of thousands of pounds. And I said, so basically what you're quantifying the value of money on is how much you can buy with it there and then, like consumption. And I understand his point, but I said, if I had five grand, that's halfway to 10 grand. Do you know how many years of saving that would cut out if you're saving up for something more important, like a mortgage, for example? Mm, five, grand wouldn't, five grand wouldn't dent a lot in a mortgage because a mortgage is, is like six digits. Looking at A mortgage is not six digits. A mortgage is... 200, 300k. No, bro. A mortgage is five to 10% of the value of the property. You have... Com- that's completely the wrong... I'm thinking of buying... I'm thinking of buying a house. Sorry, yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. What kind, of, fu- I, what kind of mortgage are you after? I'm, I'm a place where I'm not live there and have a company on 50% and saying, yeah, you live here, but we still own it and you can't do shit. Yeah, no. A, a mortgage is five to 10% of the value of the machine. For example, if, if it was 10% and you wanted a home that's 35... But would you keep your share or would you sell it when, once you pay that off? What do you mean, sorry? So when you pay off... When you pay... When you have your 10%, are you going to... Keep, are you going to stay there and keep it having your bit or would you sell it for your share for profit? No, I'm talking about solo home owning, bro. Oh, okay. I'm right. not talking about buy now, pay later, or whatever that fucking thing is. What's it called? <laughs> shared ownership? Shared ownership, yeah. That's dope. That, that's, uh, we'll get onto that actually, but shared ownership is so risky. But that's anyway, what, yeah. point I was, the whole point I was trying to make was my mentality towards money has changed a lot in the last two years. From? To- From, so... I was in debt for five years because I took out a credit card back when I was getting into Airsoft and I was surprised that I got the credit card. I, 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 I racked up £750 in one go, a credit card that had a limit of £1,100. And then I just spent the rest of it on whatever the fuck I spent it on. And for three and a half of those years, I just didn't make the payments. Did you keep playing Airsoft? Uh, yes. You but right now? Nope. And I haven't played... I've sold all my guns. I've sold everything. All that's left there is that body armor there. That's the only thing I have is a remnant of it. I even threw the clothes away. I gave them to Uncle and he shipped them um, Ghana or whatever. But I spent so many years not paying it. I'd make the minimum payment and then spend the minimum payment and wow. it would go straight up to a hunt back up to maximum. And it was... I realized how insidious credit cards are because it was a 36-month introductory offer interest-free. And then at a point, it came to a point where... I realized I couldn't save up money because I had this temptation to just spend it. I couldn't put money into the credit card, 100, 200, 300, because I know I'd fucking spend it. And in the end, I realized I'm rapidly approaching a point in my life, like age-wise, where if I don't get this under control now, I have no hope ever of getting something like a mortgage 
for a loan because the bank will see this and think you're absolutely the most untrustworthy applicant we've ever had. Why the fuck would we even bother letting you in the front door? Yeah, credit score. So I ended up slowly but surely cutting my expenses and putting two to three hundred a month into my credit card. I paid it off in about a year and a half. Yeah. When I finally had that money gone, it just felt so liberating. And it was at that moment I realized that A, I don't need this card, so I've stopped using it. I applied for the Amex and I got the Amex because I'd reached a point in my life where I felt I had control over my money. I can't remember the last time I had anything more than 20 quid every every day on my Amex card because I pay it off every morning. You should pay it off monthly. It's better for your score. It might be better for my score, but it avoids the temptation of thinking, I'll get to it later. Okay. It's just a personal thing. If I hadn't had all these problems, yeah, maybe I would have considered that. But my mentality has gone from being really, really fucking poor. My credit score has gone up by 275 points since I paid off my my, my old credit card. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, gone from like 375 to 613 right now. Out of what? Uh, with who do I use? I think I use because some are seven hundred and something. Yeah, I don't trust the ones that give you out of a thousand. I would rather them give me a harsher figure. Does your bank not do it for you? It does, uh, but I can't remember. I use ClearScore. ClearScore is six hundred and thirteen out of a thousand. Okay. So it's over halfway, and it's better than the national average. And my local area, I'm about a (laughs) hundred points above. But I I don't spend money on stupid shit anymore. So I have a mentality now where I have a limit per day of about six to seven pounds maximum on food for like lunch. But very rarely will I spend more than that. Yeah. Then I have, say, for example, today or the weekend where I will have like extra expenditure because it's 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 a good way to reward myself for being honest with my money, but then also allowing me to have a good time. Yeah. So now, I mean, it's not a lot of money, but I have 400 pounds in my savings account. That's good. That's Which good. is a great start, right? I, I, I do, well, most months I do 100 so far. It was only last month I did, um, no, sorry. Most months I do 200. I only did 100 this month because obviously I paid off the rest of yeah. Turkey. But to me, I'm so grateful that my mentality about having to spend stupid money on dumb shit has gone. I'm still tempted to buy myself something nice. Well, how did you get that in the first place? Was you, were you just being given money before or was you just... What do you Not mean? having any bills of well, when you're spending previously. Uh, it was just a mindset. Bro, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I used to be, when I used to work in Maplin, I would end my pay cycle in the red. Wow. Yeah. The worst it ever got, I was £350 negative, And that came in and that wiped out so much of my money. That was the scariest part. I wasn't paying off my credit card. And I was being paid less than I'm being paid now. And I was still living here, by the way. Yeah. 500 a month. It wasn't changing. Right. And... I was being paid maybe like, I think, 1050 a month. 375 gone, 500 on top gone. Basically, all my money was going every month. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I didn't rack up thousands of pounds worth of debt from negligent. But ultimately, my point being is that you can't, you need to be, you have to be so careful with credit cards and how you spend your money. And I'm, I would encourage anyone, again, I know we don't really have listeners, <laughs> per listeners. Se. one Saudi Arabian guy, to the Saudi Arabian brother, if you're young enough, I encourage you to treat money wisely, unless, of course, you're an Arab Sheikh's son, then, inshallah, um, Arab Sheikh's son. Yeah, so before, I've, I've always been good at money, luckily. Mm. We had to ask for money, so I always had to find a way to get money, or at least, yeah. if I have money, I have a reservation somewhere in my accounts for a rainy day. Which means if you get fucked up, emergency. Funds. I'm still yeah, I'm still good. So when I was unemployed for four or five months, I was still good, and I would have been good until probably September this year. 
Yeah. That's how that's how much money I had on reserves. <coughs> I remember reading somewhere that somebody said a, a, a rainy day fund should be half of your total yearly salary. Yeah. Obviously not safe on one year. It depends how much you spend. Yeah, 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 no, no. But for, it's a safe amount. Yeah, it's a safe amount because it means if the worst comes to the worst <clears> and you have no job, you can subsidize. I think it's like subsidize about six months of the year off of just that emergency fund whilst you look for a new job. Yeah, because I had a lot of my savings. I had my ISA, which I don't touch as more than my savings. And then my credit card, which has a 10K amount on there, which I can use. Yeah, no, of course. It's it's good to have those options. I mean, have seeing uh, seeing Carter buy his house, A, made me very proud of him. Yeah. I'm so proud of Carter for buying his own home. That's fucking amazing. He's been saying for years. Though. Of course he has. And like I said, I, I, I will openly admit this. I took the piss out of him at school for telling us that we should get a trade, plumbing, electric, spark, boiler. And look, he earns the most by a substantial amount. Yeah, but he's he a contractor, is, so it's it, more money. It's real money. Point is, though, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he, he wouldn't be in that position if he hadn't done whatever he uh, did when he left school. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but also Carter getting the house really has encouraged me. I know it's not going to be for a while, at least a decade before I'm in a position to be able to do something similar. But it has encouraged me to really appreciate the value of saving for a mortgage. Yeah. I wasn't actually saving for anything until we bought the house. Really? I was just putting money aside just in case. We have tried to encourage you guys years ago, just save anyway. Yeah, but you have to understand, Daniel, people's mentality, like I'm talking about, can just change. And it can change rapidly or it can change over a long period of time. And it has, for me, particularly, but... <laughs> there was a conversation, I think, maybe years, maybe mm. during or just after college, when I was trying to, when I was trying to say, like, save money, even if you don't need to, because even when I was working at shitty BP, I was still saving yeah. a good amount, even though I'm getting four or five hundred a month. If I'd have saved it, when I, what I should have done in retrospect, and obviously this hindsight's a, a brutal, brutal um, additional perspective on, on most things in life. Um, if I had saved for the two years that I worked at the co-op, if I'd have saved £500 a month, which for £800 a month where I wasn't paying rent until the last eight months of my employment was very feasible, I'd have left co-op with twelve grand. Yeah. saved. Could you imagine what I could have done? I could have immediately paid off that debt for one thing. Yeah, you could have. And I wouldn't have subjected myself to bollocks. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I've come to appreciate the value of money as I've gotten older. And I don't have any shame now with having a cheap meal or buying reduced food in the reduced food aisle or just not having that expensive Uber Eats. Yeah, no, I wasn't particularly um, focused on what I wanted to save my money for. But it wasn't until Ryan bought his house, I thought, yeah, this money needs to strictly be for things like a mortgage. Worst case scenario, if something goes wrong, I'll have to use the money for emergency. But yeah, I don't expect to buy a house in the next 10 to 15 years. But if I say for the next, I like, I, I've realized as well, you know, that societal expectation that people are kind of expected to achieve things at a certain age, like get married or have Yeah, kids. but that's more of an immature thing. It's not really a birth. It is an immature thing, in my opinion, to have that mindset when you should really just mind your own business and focus on your own life. Yeah. But I know I'm not going to have a home at 30, but if I have to save money until I'm 40 and then I own a house, it doesn't matter if I'm 40, I own a house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that kind of mentality is good for me because... I've stopped caring about age discrepancy when it comes to achieving things in life. And that's made my personal outlook on anything a lot more sm uh, smoother. Because, you know, 30 is very different to, say, 40. 
Yeah. And when you're 30, you might think if you don't have this mindset already, you might regret that you haven't settled down or had kids. But I don't think you regret it. But if when you you're 40, things, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, but if you have things, if you have dependents or a wife or something like that, then it's almost forced upon you to kind of think in that way. Yeah, no, of course. And this is the thing, the longer you leave it, then the, the more different. I mean, when you're 40, that mindset may no longer apply to you because, you know, life life slows down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. I mean, it's good that you've always been good with money. I mean, what is your... Um, what are your goals? Like, do you when do you do you expect to move out in the next five years? I don't really have an expectation because London's a bit crazy. Would you consider moving to like Kent or on the borders of London to mean because your job role is very convenient for you because location no longer matters? Yeah, it doesn't matter, but still, London's good opportunities. Like for me, London's amazing. That's why when I left my my last job, mm. I wasn't scared that I wouldn't get another job because I knew I'd get one eventually. Yeah, of course. Because London has a lot for my role. So, well, so you're, yeah, you're quite a, you're a highly specialized person. Outside of London, you'd be fucked. Yeah, give or take. Give or take. Yeah. But, I mean, have you considered moving out of somewhere to, like, Kent? Because even if you don't drive to work, because I know what you're like, and it's the smart thing to do, for the record, driving from Kent to London is... But getting public transport directly in from Kent to, say, London, St Pancras, which is also on the Jubilee line, I think. There's two... There's South East, which goes straight in. Yeah. Or there's the... I think it's not Tramlink or Thameslink that goes from Dartford straight through to St Albans. St Pancras, I mean, sorry. Mm. So you can get trains Have you in. considered it? Um, still no, because the area is mm. not nice. Yeah, I'd I rather understand. not. Honestly, personally, I'd rather stay in the city. That's fine. I understand. Because I, it's more convenient for me as well. Even though I have a car, I have, I own it. Mm. I still enjoyed the alternative of just being able to go get a train and go somewhere quickly. It's funny. I've always thought when you live in London or you live in, say, like New York, or let's just say when you live in a capital city, yeah, it's always a vibrant place. It's not dull. There's always something for someone. I'm lucky in the fact that I live on the outskirts of London. Not outskirts, you know what I mean. Yeah. I live at the top of a hill in a quiet It's more neighbor. greater London. It's a cul-de-sac area. So I'm lucky that my home life and my general surroundings is cushy. Yeah. I hardly hear a car go by. But when you go into London, there's so much opportunity in terms of work, recreation, and what have you. That moving to Kent, for example, for me, feel really alien. Because even though it's so close to where I'm from... It doesn't have the same vibe. Yeah. It just seem it would see it seems the idea of me moving to Kent and trying to get the same pleasure out of living in Kent to London feels very plastic to me. But I think the opposite is true for someone from Kent to London. They've gone from a very not quiet, Kent's not a quiet area, but it's substantially different to London. They go to London, they fucking love it. Yeah. And then they realise every it's four pound fifty for a loaf of bread. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very expensive here, very dense here as well. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but there's a lot happening at the same time. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a very picky person. I want peace and quiet, but I also want to be able to get to like the train station in five seconds. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, I would my, love to. Between my last job, because remember my last job was in Bromley. Mm. This it was different because Bromley, I can't get a train to over there. I have to go to Catherine and then switch over. You have to get to Bromley South, don't you? Uh, yeah, brought me south, and uh, I didn't like it. No. The first day, I was almost late because the train got cancelled. But when I'm going to oh, yeah, London, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are trains every five minutes. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. People like to rag and chat shit about TfL, but I, I'll tell you now, no country on earth has such a well-functioning and diverse travel underground system like we do. Yeah, the infrastructure is pristine. It's yeah. incredible. I And to be fair, I was having this thought on the way to work the other day. I thought, when's the last time I've actually been egregiously late to work as a result of either A, TfL directly, 
or B, failure to pre-plan. Yeah. Cause, Never. Because I only notice this when I went outside London or to another country, it's a lot different. When I'm in London, I don't even have to check train times. I know the train's going to be there. Do you know what I mean? I always leave early anyway. And I'm, I, I, I've had so many examples of why me leaving early for work is a good idea. The best example I have is I always, when I work in Leighton, I leave, let's say if I'm supposed to start at 11, I will leave home for the 9.32 train. Yeah. Because it gives me enough time to get into London. I usually stop off at the same um, coffee shop I always go to. And then it gives me time to get into work, chill out, see what's going on with my department and then crack on. One time the train pulled up to Mile End Station and it sat there and did not move for 35 minutes. Wow. I still got to work on time. Yeah. People underestimate. People seem to... Th- this is what annoys me about Lon- us Londoners. We're so fucking thankful, but also really picky. Yeah. So TFL, we forget how... No, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. <laughs> yeah. We are. We're spoiled. We're spoiled. You don't realise how, how fucking amazing TFL is, because as a Londoner, it's, been, it's just a natural part yeah, of your life. Normal. But when things go wrong, you turn to children. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. People become... The toys go out of the pram. Toys go out of the pram. I mean, look at Ryan, for God's sake. Ryan, is like, Ryan, bro, I love you, bro, but you're the most impatient man when it comes to travel, full stop. This this guy, if we had guns in this country, uh, Ryan would shoot people. Yeah. Ryan would... Be dead if, the bus, if the bus, like, takes longer than four macroseconds... Is that dead? To, yeah. Ryan dead. A bullet in his head. Like... I remember when he when he was stressing. Was he, he he was stressing when we were going home from Croatia. That's why I didn't say anything. About I, I didn't say anything. I I, I just let I, I let him like get out what he had to get out. But I knew in the back of my mind we're not gonna we're not gonna miss the plane. Yeah. Even it, when we were boarding, he was like really angsty about it. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, bro, we are boarding the plane. What's gonna happen? The plane's gonna fucking get sucked into the vacuum of time and space. Yeah. We're, we're done. Because he can't keep his cool. His thing in the back of my mind, I knew. That we were very short on time. That's why I was going fast. But we were short on time, but we weren't in like pressure. No, no, no. There, were no, there wasn't pressure because I didn't say anything. Bro, the time was so short that there were a couple minutes that we could have missed and missed the whole flight. That's how close we were. I didn't get that impression at all. We yeah, turned up. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. You didn't need to say anything. I yeah. can read the situation. Yeah, because, And we got there and it was fine. Well, yeah, the because, only problem we had was we just didn't know where we were meant to check in. We checked in our bags yeah. and our flight. And then we got to the terminal and we didn't, we turned up before the terminal had a, a gate number. It was at the very end. Yeah. We sat there, we went to the bathroom, we waited and then we got called. Yeah, everything was fine, but we if, weren't going if to you guys saw plane. the time, you guys would well, Ryan would have panicked because... Ryan would have panicked, but I, I knew the time. I knew we were Oh, you time. knew it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. weren't late. Yeah, we definitely weren't late. We were on time on the dot. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know, but... It's, it's just one of those things. I, I tend to just kind of... I've just accepted that things like TFL can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I've been your... Well, not your host. I guess I've been... You've been your co-host. I've right? been, I've been your... Yeah. Right, you're <laughs> taking your job. I've been your co-host... Uh, Fuck him up. Reese, and of course, we have Daniel. Yes, indeed. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. That must be the maddest thing I've ever heard in my life.